0: Oh I'm Mike Lindell, and I'd like you to prayerfully consider joining me in praying, supporting, and if possible, attending the Renewal 2022. It's going to be a historic day in America's future on Saturday, the 8th of January, from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. Eastern Time in Plant City, Florida, at the Strawberry Festival 10,000-seat amphitheater. I'll be joined together with the Guardian of Justice, Sidney Powell, the Honorable Louis Gomer, Dr. Ben Carson, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, Pastors Carter Conlon, Paul Blair, and Kent Christmas, and the Honorable Michelle Bachman, musical artist Guy Penrod, the Isaacs, my good friends Paul Lavelle and Kevin Jessup, and many, many more. God made a covenant with Israel, and America made a covenant with God. The Pilgrims dedicated America to God for the advancements of the Christian faith in the Mayflower Compact. But America has broken this covenant. The Renewal 2022 is the spiritual solution to a nation in crisis. This battle must be won in the spiritual realm led by God. Join me in taking a bold step of faith to reestablish America's covenant with God and restore our foundational principles, values based on God's word. Learn more at therenewal2022.org. Thank you and God bless.
1: Take 95. (laughs) I am Alex and I'm super.
2: And I'm Dr. Kevin, I'm the natural. <laughs> and I'm Pastor
0: Rob, and I'm still a junkie.
1: And we are... The Supernatural, Supernatural Junkies. Junkies! That yeah, wasn't bad. That was good. Okay. Yeah, good. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Supernatural Junkies. We have a great episode for you today. See, I didn't say the word exciting. I usually yes, say exciting, but you, I didn't. We have... And we usually
2: say something about, you know, who's the super, who's the natural, but we have today. really, you know very influential people here today so we're I, you not know, I was gonna just be able thinking to of
1: the word we have uh, this should be the good shepherd episode. are you gonna have to share have the shepherds? super
2: t- title today the what the, you're gonna have to share your super title today because we i think I, we have three super guests today
1: i think we do two we have well as you guys have maybe heard we have some special super super duper guests today
2: exactly we
1: have two of them uh rob is not here with us today he is on a sabbatical So we just want to acknowledge that. But um, the special guest, I will introduce Pastor Paul Pickering.
2: From allpropastors.org. That's right. He's one of the Good
1: Shepherds. And we have the other Good Shepherd with us today. We have
2: Dr. Dr. Tony Anthony Ponsetti. That's right. He's
1: number one.
2: You guys say hello. Number
1: one. (laughs) Hello.
3: Hello.
2: Hello. 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 I got low volume on you, uh, Paul.
4: He's Hello! <laughs> Here
2: we go, I got him now. <laughs>
1: very nice,
2: very nice. Very nice. So uh, we're all chimed in, folks, and we're going to have a great episode talking about, really, this is our, um, you know, some of you guys know I'm the president of the uh, Soil Ministries Board, and so we have to partner and uh, we'll find ourselves some brothers and sisters in Christ and uh, so, allpropastors.com, I mean .org, has always been uh, kind of our brother in Christ. And uh, they're yeah. trying to bring pastors together. But I don't want to get too far into that because I know Alex has a little intro for Paul. And then I'll follow up on that.
1: That's right. Paul's married. He has a beautiful wife, Linda. They have five children. I'm going to name them Tony, Stephanie, Dale, Seth, and Shyler. Is that right? Did I get that right? Skyler. Skyler. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. S-C-H. It's okay. it's yep. Yeah. It's a beautiful name. <laughs> we I love that name. Um, my brother's name is Dale, by the way. There are not many Dales. Yeah. And uh, I have a brother named Dale. We call
2: him Uncle Stale.
1: We do call him Uncle Stale. Yep. Yep. Shout out to Uncle Stale.
2: Yep.
5: <laughs> <laughs> All the Dales.
1: Right? All the Uncle yeah. Stales out there. We can't
2: say his, you know, names for us, of course, but Right. All the Funkles. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, and they
1: have twelve grandchildren. Wow. But that's fun.
5: Yep. Yes it is. And uh, we actually have another one great
1: so you have 13 now yeah, yes you didn't, yeah. we didn't get Man, the
5: memo have to on the 13 that and, and a great grandchild
1: yeah, oh wow. wow That's I bet <laughs> in Christmas that's a lot of fun do you get them all together at one time
5: uh, not really <laughs> that would be hard <laughs> we get about 25
1: okay at a time well that's enough that's enough yes. that's that's a lot Fills of fun up a living that's room. a lot of clean up though oh yes yeah. yes a lot of fun lot yeah of fun. Lots of noise. That's good. That makes the heart a home too, right? Amen. Amen. I love that's that. It. So they live in Plant City and uh, he's that's the founder. That's where I went
2: to high school. That's why it's famous. Yeah. But, yes. <laughs> right. Because that's it where was. Kevin went <laughs> to
1: school, high, school. high school. All yeah. right. Anyway, Paul is the founder and CEO of All Pro Pastors Ministry. It's a ministry that encourages and challenges pastors to join together as Kingdom Brothers to develop trust, accountability, and unity. It's a ministry that strengthens pastors, marriages, families, and ministries by establishing a champions table. We're going to talk to him about this more later. So if you guys don't know what any of this means, don't worry, we're all going to find out more.
2: Yes. We're all going to be champions before this is done and hopefully joining something. (laughs) That's right.
1: And so his wife, Linda, also has a ministry and she has a Facebook group called Women R, the letter R, Champions. So. Uh, what does it say? The many women's ministry she's founded throughout the world are connected through this um, women's directed ministry. Paul himself has spoken at thousands of conferences. Um, he was just talking to us today about a conference. Uh, what a was prophecy, prophecy conference. Yeah. One of the big ones. Sky Watchers.
5: Sky Watch TV. Yes. All right. In, uh, Colorado Springs. Yep. He I got
2: know. the meet. All the big guys, hush so hush, rub rub, nod nudge.
1: I know he got to have lunch with uh, Dr. Michael Heiser. Yes,
4: I'm.
1: I'm extremely jealous. <laughs> I go to that school, but have not had lunch with him. Probably won't. But that's okay, Paul. That's okay. He'll just <laughs> live vicariously through your luncheon date with my my, my hero. That's all right. Um, but he has started. Uh, he started his ministry way back. I read on his bio when he, you were three. Was that your first appearance, right, oh, speaking yes. in
5: church? Yes, I actually yeah, spoke when I was three years old. Yes. That's a
2: long career. That's
1: yeah. a very long career. What Do you remember what you said? I'm sure they, your parents have told you many times.
5: Absolutely. And? I'm just a tiny little tot. I cannot say a lot. But when I get bigger, I will speak at prayer meeting almost every week. Wow. And now about all I can say is welcome to you all today wow oh at three
1: wow that's pretty impressive that's pretty god impressive.
2: doesn't have a purpose for our lives that's just crazy talk
5: <laughs> yeah and I can't remember a lot of things for some reason. I can remember that. <laughs> that's
2: impressive. That is impressive. I can't remember anything when I was three. Yeah, I probably I can't remember my anything name. at 30 either, actually. But, um, <laughs> right?
1: Which makes I- that all that much more impressive.
5: <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, that's
1: how you know God was involved. Because you're like, I-, I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. But uh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, so he started when he was three years old and um it says what you got ordained as a pastor in 2000 is that yes right?
5: that's correct that's
1: right wow so um uh, we have a lot to talk about but we are going to move on so oh Kevin let's talk do the about the other doctor
2: doctor in the room uh, we had dr paul picker and then when we have dr doctor i he never lets us say that and then i said well, hey just tell us a few things about your like a curriculum vitae kind of a thing and uh you know some of your career, and I said, "Man, Tony, we're gonna have to abbreviate this for sure." But the most important uh, title yeah, he has big. today is he is the Central and South American director for All Pro Pastors, and so he's been work How long have you been working with Soil? I mean, uh, Short- with All Pro Pastors? Shortly after Paul got started, just after three years old. <laughs> no okay <laughs> about 10, how long 12, about 12 years ago okay about 12 years that that's a good bit of time so of course uh i know tony very well we we work together with soil ministries and uh he is our vp of soil ministries serving so others in, in love. love that's right and we want you to look that up and that's also serving others in love at our uh, or soil ministries at uh .org. Yeah. That's right. I always say .com <laughs> so you already know I'm supposed to say it the other way but um, so also he serves with us and just a few other things born in Miami is that when you learned to speak Spanish? No, I was born in Havana, Cuba. Oh, you were born so I say it says you grew up in Miami, Florida, huh? Exactly. And so that's where you learned to speak all the And you know I was suggesting, you know, cubans for lunch today and, and he goes, "No, I'll pick those up." He says, "I, you know, I'll I'll get you some good ones." <laughs> So I was like, when anybody says that, I'm like, what? You got better ones than me? For sure. Let's try that. <laughs> so, but uh, Tony has done so many things. Um, he has worked with All Pro, of course, and Serving Other in Love. But he's also been a missions pastor, teaching seminar classes. He's um, especially worked with Experiencing God, Master Life. He's worked at the Watson Clinic and its medical staff as a top person ambassador. He's a former chaplain of uh, prison ministry. Um we are he has one of the greatest stories i've ever heard about noriega but we're going to soil we're going to we're going to share that one soil ministries when we get around to talking about that one um and then he graduated from high school miami jackson florida studied at jacksonville baptist theological seminary and uh graduated with a doctor of biblical education where did you do that one at jacksonville jacksonville all from jacksonville and then graduated with a doctor of philosophy And so he has a THD and he has a regular doctor, uh, professional certified life coach, professional certified mental health coach, which is why he's my friend, helps me out a lot. (laughs) So, you know, it it really is true. And so, um, you know, I I was just say, these are two of my best friends and uh, people that I appreciate. And they also uh, really help to cover our ministry here at uh, uh, SoilJunkies.com. supernaturaljunkies.com he doesn't
1: even know what our website is folks because he is he doesn't do that stuff i do so supernaturaljunkies.com all propastors.org soil ministries.org now Kevin. you see i
2: just i was really only doing that so you could see how valuable my wife was really. uh-huh. That's she, she is. is she is very valuable so
1: i want to ask tony, definitely is <laughs> because tony you're so you were born in havana
3: i was born in havana cuba so my mom and dad divorced she came stateside. He was from Lansing, Michigan.
1: Okay, because I was like, that's an Italian name, Ponsetti. Yeah.
3: And she was Anthony. She was from ha- from Havana. Okay. Uh, she got the home here. He got the home there. He died there. She died here. Okay, do oh you have dual goodness.
1: citizenship? Well,
3: I don't Did know. You? Oh, okay, you probably I, they, do. They probably don't have any records of me. Sure.
1: But.
2: You know how but Anthony might, becomes but. Tony, right? Hey, Tony.
3: No, well, that's the way my grandfather became that. Hey,
2: Tony, come over here.
3: My grandfather, by my father's side, came came over Ellis Island. Right. And they put a wow. sticker on, on his lapel, and it said T-O-N-Y. And everybody said, hey, Tony. Oh, my God Hey, Tony. <laughs> and he loved the name. Right. He named my father, Anthony. Right. And, he, and my father named me, and then I researched it. Oh, wow. And you know what Tony meant? What? To New York.
5: To
2: New York. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, that's funny. That makes that's sense, funny. actually. That, is, that, that makes really sense. Yeah. So, that's Paul, good. what would you say? You Are know, you
1: serious? Serious. Really? That, that's, that's great. That's where the name Tony <laughs> came from, folks. You
5: heard it here first.
1: <laughs> to New York? And
5: we know it's, some Tonys. Yes, we yeah, do. We and
2: it's amazing how it, they all seem to come from New York.
1: <laughs> My but what a valuable skill, though, is speaking, being so fluent in Spanish.
3: It has. It, you know, it's, it's opened up a lot of doors yeah. for me. Uh, right now with Soil Ministry, servingothersinlove.org. Uh, uh, wow, that, was, that almost sounded easy when you said that. <laughs> I'm, teach, nice. I'm, I'm working on a program to teach American Association of Christian Counselors men, mental health coaching. They've allowed me to translate the material, and I teach it in Spanish to the
2: pastors of Soil Ministry. Oh, great. Yeah
1: that's awesome I want to learn Spanish I think that's invaluable I want our children to learn Spanish
2: yes well we better get to work on that I know to put why the labels on everything why this is not bread why
1: did we take French what it, that's so useless
2: I did I took three years of French <laughs> I did I too I wish I'd take it back
1: yeah so, I would yeah. take Chinese or Spanish yeah, yeah if you could go back how much money? Uh, I have a
2: Chinese
3: great, great granddaughter great granddaughter I have a Chinese granddaughter
1: that's awesome and, and she
3: it, lives in France she lives in Belgium and all over
1: wow.
2: Europe. Does she speak yeah. more than one language? Or? She speaks English and French. Wow. You just got to get her on the Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, I think she's Paul, what would you say? I mean, you've been doing this a long time. How many years you've been doing allpropastors.com? I mean, .org.
5: We have done, been doing actually our first champion table, which I would consider the real beginning was april of 2007 even though we uh, uh technically the vision of it was around 2003 you know when it when we really had the vision of it but we started with the pastors with traction april of 2007
2: wow and what was the what was your input behind that what why did you start that
5: well my father who had been a pastor for 56 years uh, i had uh, was serving at a church at the time i asked dad what was the toughest thing about being a pastor to him and he said i did never i never had a close trusted friend that i could talk to mm-hmm. and and my heart broke but as i thought about it i realized that was me too who do we really trust with those inner things when you're having an issue especially as a pastor because a pastor you know they're perfect a pastor has no family issues at all i mean my prayer i can't even that's why we follow them because they're so perfect right
2: that's right. right that's
5: exactly right and and so uh the vision of the champion table actually came from me being a part of a accountability group right and so there is that's how the champion table Mm. came about was that and and then the learning and seeing that jesus himself had three guys that he hung out with more than anybody else right and that was peter james and john right and that moses had aaron her and joshua right and daniel had shadrach meshach and abednego and so there was something about four guys praying together, going to battle together, holding each other up, and holding each other in accountability.
2: Right, and you know, it's the humanity, the idea that, hey, I'm a pastor, but I'm a human being, and I need friends.
1: Before we get too far, explain to everyone what All Pro Pastors is, right? So that we get deeper into that, so that people out there know, because you guys already know.
5: Yeah, All Pro Pastors International, we added the name International a few years ago because the ministry has gone so international, but all pro pastors, it's a ministry of bringing pastors together to to bring unity in the body of Christ, but to build relationships with one another. You know, one of the things we're ordered to do by God, commanded to do is to love one another. Right. Sorry. But we are not told to like one another. <laughs> And,
2: that really helps and us. How many
4: that, of us really do? Sweetheart, does
5: yes. that help yes. you? Yeah. I, I'm I feel you know, better what, already. I feel like I'm gonna have to repent. I'm gonna
1: have to repent. The more I hear that, I'm gonna have to repent.
5: But that is, you know, how do we expect the body of Christ to work together? Right. How do we expect pastors to work together yeah. in a community if they don't like one another and have relationship? And so this is, you know, our effort is to to see if you know, When my dad said he didn't have a friend, and, and I understood that, is that if we can bring pastors together from different walks of life, from yeah. different denominations, to sit together once a week right. for about an hour to communicate, to talk, to pray together, there's a level of trust that suddenly starts. Happening. And, and if you, especially if you're not from the same denomination or some, same race, because mm-hmm. You're, you're not concerned as much about my needs becoming gossip, right? Can,
1: right. Those walls can come down much easier. Yes.
5: And so all pro yeah. pastors, that's what we do. We help facilitate that as well as we have a very strong ministry of prayer right, w- within the ministry.
2: When you start to think through that, you know, if a, if a pastor stops being a person, he stops being able to relate to, to people and understand them, right? So there's an understanding level that if we don't acknowledge ourselves as just being a person. But also
1: acknowledging that, you know, the pastors, there's always needs, right? You're a shepherd. You're the good shepherd. So that shepherd, there's always, those sheep are always coming, needing something, right? Yes. So it's, you, you know, ministering, having your own needs met has to be somewhere else it can't be within that group so it's kind of a safe place it creates a haven
5: that's exactly yeah, it's a exactly shelter. right that's exactly it's yeah. a safe place for pastor to go that's important because you know every phone call a pastor gets it's somebody I needs need, something. i need i need i, I want
1: need. I, need, I, need. I, need, I need i want yeah i can see that and where do they go when they need or want you know something safe right that's not, yes. they don't have to worry about that gossip or yes it getting right because that has to be a whole I can't even imagine. Yes.
5: And the, and the great thing about the table is that you can come to the champion's table and share those things you're struggling with that and, and save your marriage, save your ministry. You know, talk about things with your family and your children and your wife and personal at the table because you're talking to guys who have the same struggles. You don't have to be
1: superhuman. Yeah. Right? You can just be human.
2: Yes, yeah. you can be human. Tony, what do you think about being human as a pastor?
3: <laughs> in order to be human as a pastor, you've got to have a great wife. You've got to have a wife that supports you, that you're with all the time. Uh, one, of the things, one of the things that, uh, that I've come to understand in, in later in life, uh, I remember when I first wrote the book, Love is a Hunger Designed by God. Hmm. That was in seminary mm. a long time ago. Uh, Hilda was always like you are. She was my editor-in-chief, you know, everything that...
2: Does she still edit you?
3: She still edits me. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I use Grammarly a lot now. (laughs) Oh, that's a great one. But I always have her check it. Right. Uh, But uh, I I handed in, I had had shown it to my professor and I handed it to Hilda, and I had four four subjects, four topics in there. Regrets, repentance, reconciliation, and rejoicing. It was great. I mean, my, my professor said, this is fantastic. She had read it. It was all okay. And when I finally turned in the final, she says, but honey, you missed one. And I said, I missed one. What are you talking about? She says, well, you, you, you got one more topic that you left out. And I said, Hilda, what topic did I leave out? She says, well, honey, remember that mission trip you took to India? You spent six weeks, and you took this dentist that was the dentist to the Saudi family, and you went to six different orphanages, and you cleaned teeth, and you extracted teeth, and you had a one. Uh, wow, that was a great mission trip, sweetheart. Yeah, I should have written something about that. It says how about when you went to Brazil and Sao Paulo, you you took one of the pastors from Grace Church in in Lakeland, and you guys spent three weeks over there, and you set up a seminary. I said, yeah, there's 1,800 pastors have gone through that. It's a fantastic mission trip. I said, what did I miss, sweetheart? She says, all of that was my time.
2: (laughs) Now, that night. Did you add a letter to your thing? Wow. (laughs) That
3: night, that night. Well, this this was later, much later, uh, when she finally brought that out. But that night, I had to get on my knees and ask God to forgive me because we were we were ready to print this thing. I had already begotten my grade yeah. and everything else, but I, hadn't, I had forgotten one. Right. And I got on my knees, and I spent the night on my knees asking God, she's right, Lord. What do I do? Mm. And I got up in the morning, and I said, I know what, what I missed, restitution.
2: So mm. now... I knew there was wow. another R coming.
3: Oh, this, is, this one's going to get you. you know, <laughs> what you are want, you talking you
4: about? <laughs> la, 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 la.
3: <laughs> so I said, from now on, I'm going to tie oh, every Saturday to you. So every Saturday, you know I'm going to be able to edit Hilda's. this show and fix <laughs> it in a minute. He doesn't know how to edit, folks. He doesn't know how to edit. Hilda's Day. So I'm her, I'm her, her man Saturday. Oh, nice. Whatever she wants to do, yeah, it's
1: it's up
2: to
3: her. She usually turns Fellas, me loose
1: about
2: three
5: o'clock. Listen, you're in trouble, Kevin.
2: I, I'm sinking much lower in the chair here.
1: <laughs> I like it. Yes.
2: Now we
3: just we just finished uh, a marriage retreat using that material, and by the way, I only teach it to pastoral couples. Right, right. But we had 21 pastoral couples from Soil Ministries that were invited to come. We had people that, that funded them so it didn't cost them anything. We took them to a very romantic place. And just as a, as a sideback, I called Carlos Aguillar, the, the governor of, of the state that we were in. Yeah. And I said, Carlos, why don't you come? You know, just come for dinner on, on Thursday night. Come if you want to get in trouble with your wife too. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, bring your wife. And he says, can oh, no. I bring my pastor? So he brought his pastor with him and his wife and he spent the whole three days nice Wow. he spent the whole three days with us
2: and he's still
1: married folks
2: (laughs) (laughs) well you can see you know like you're saying paul that if you can try and get pastors to meet together and then as tony you're trying to bring in hey you know if we can make these marriages you Mm -hmm. know between pastors and their wives better right but what happens there obviously is that the church tends to be the priority you know and that's why preachers kids right have that reputation right because you know the the father is is not really paying attention so much to some of that stuff you know know what
3: pastoral wives have told me in India and Brazil and Mexico and Mm -hmm. Nicaragua and Honduras and Dominican Republic and Haiti I'm getting
2: scared as you we we talk
3: here (laughs) the pastoral wives are telling me that their husbands have a mistress oh and they say I wish I wish you were a woman I could pluck her eyes out But I can't fight against the church. That's right. And what happens is the pastor, and, you know, pastors are crickets.
2: Excuse me. Right. (laughs) But... In other words, they're just chirping?
3: Yeah, they're just chirping. If they don't train their deacons to do the work of pastoring, then they have to do it all themselves. Yeah. If he's he's a pretty good pastor, he can handle 15 to 25 families without much problem because in those 25 families everybody's not sick all the time everybody's not in jail all the time so they can handle that right if they if they're a good pastor then it grows to 50 100 families and they're stretched right so there's no dinner together you know the kids don't get to see daddy very often yep but sunday oh sunday's something else because mama makes the dish that he loves the pie that he loves everything is perfect the kids are around the table daddy's home After church. Right. Everything is great. They get, they pray. He cuts the chicken and everybody starts to, and ding a ling, ding a ling, ding a ling. The phone. The phone rings. Right. And his sister Mary, oh, Pastor, 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 my little boy. Right. Mm. And he says, honey, put that in the refrigerator. I'll pick it up later when I get back. Right. I got to go take care of this. Mm. And that's what leads to total destruction of the, of the christian family
2: right yeah yeah you have to have some priorities
4: you know
1: and delegate you have to trust enough to to delegate to trust the people that work with you right i mean it is it's That's about right. trusting that and knowing that like it's not going to fall apart right what you built
2: but, well but all i know linda's not here today and uh, i've met his his uh, other partner and so she just is you know I told him she, she makes him look really good. She does. <laughs> yes, she, does. she does. And, she does. Yeah. and um, she's just absolutely a saint. So how is uh how is having champions tables, how has that helped your marriage?
5: Well one thing I don't unload on her. Right. You know, that's the probably the, the, the biggest thing is that I don't have to to rely on her. Uh, you know, but one of the things that holds me accountable to do the very things that we say do, it helps with that we one of the things that we know makes a huge difference in every marriage is that if you pray with your wife every day praying together is the most intimate thing you can do because that is between you and your spouse and God right and you're inviting God to really be there and you're reaching out to God I would rather hear my wife tell Jesus Thank you for my husband. Right. And she's praying for me more than her telling me that she loves me Mm. because she's demonstrating it in the most powerful way. And we have seen, you know, when, when we challenge pastors to pray with their wife on a daily basis, which statistically, and I'll say this statistic is 10 years old, Mm. 95% of pastors don't pray with their wife regularly. Wow. I don't know that that has changed. Really? Mm. Yes. That's yes. astounding. Yes. And the, it's amazing because we've had pastors that have actually, after coming to the to the All Pro Pastors uh, uh, events that we have and challenges, they've gone home and said, honey, we need to start praying together. And, and many times it's, why do you think I want to start praying with you now? Oh my goodness. So that lets you know that what what Tony was talking about the mistress and everything, that's so true. And so pastors as we Mm -hmm. as we say this, you know, we understand that the challenges and as people who are not pastors understand pastors are getting pulled in all kind of directions. It's not healthy for the family unless something like a champion table is a place they can go and unload and be encouraged every single week. It's not a monthly thing. It's not every other week thing. It is, I need my table every single week because on Monday, Monday's the number one day of the week that pastors decide to quit the ministry. I believe it. And, And so we need you know, I've had pastors say, if it weren't for my table, I would have left the ministry many times. We've had wives Amen. stand up in events and say, if it weren't for the table, we would be divorced today. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I praise God that pastors can come together and hold each other accountable yep. and, and lift each other up and pray with one another and cry with one another and yell at one another. It's human, so, yeah. This is what's so healthy. For the church today, if you have a healthy home life, you're going to have a healthy pastor to be the pastor God created them to be or called them to be. Right. And that's what the table is all about. That's right.
1: awesome. I think I, I think in general right now, um, having a, a champion's table just in life, yes. right? Yes. Not just all pro pastors, I, because everything that's going on, yes. I think we all need a champion's table right now, yes. to be honest to a place that you can go and feel safe and that you can talk to and for your mental health because uh everything that is happening yes is is the destruction of your mental health it's the destruction of the family it's the destruction of relationships right it's the opposite of
5: that right yes every church every pastor especially those who are already in champion tables I pray they'll go, Whoa, we need this for our men. Yeah. You know, we need this for in, our, women. In our women. We need this for our families. You know, and, and yeah. We have it both ways already. But I've had churches have called and said, Can we use your model with our men? You know, right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's this is it's free. Right. It's it's the God's uh, ministry is not our ministry. Right. You know, we're just yeah. obedient servants. Right. And so that is your your spot on, is that but we need our leaders. We need our leaders our shepherds uh leading the charge
2: right and 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 leading and being real you know i i always say and and this is hard for me and i mean i'm still working on it but you know when when paul really talks about glorifying in his weaknesses i mean i i've never met a pastor that could do that but of course i haven't met anybody that can do that right it's hard for all of us and, you know, these days, I don't know that I would recommend, you know, you telling everybody certain things, right? So that being said, we, we've kind of lost that small community idea, that we've lost core relationships. I mean, most people really don't have one friend, one friend that, right. that they've had for multiple years that they could actually be honest about. And I, I'm very thankful to say that I have many, but the reality is most people don't have that at all. And so, you know... Um, probably since I gotten to know all pro pastors um, been supporting you guys for three, four years. And uh, I I was kind of overdoing everything myself and I was on a cruise and was out walking and you know, the amazing stars at night and I was really praying and I just felt like God was telling me that all pro pastors was one of those things that I really needed to stick with. And I'll tell you why Uh, I just was a simple statement that, you know, if, If pastors could learn to love each other, and the and the world actually saw that happen, then they would start to believe that Jesus loves them. That's right, right. And so this is something that you start to realize. This is a big part of the problem that Jesus said that we would recognize them, right, in their love one towards the other, and it's very difficult to actually see that tangibly, honestly. I mean, when you drive around, you just don't see these things happen. Everybody's kind of got their camps, and it just doesn't really work out. And since I'm on my soapbox, you know, I, I have had a chance to be involved in trying to put together events and bring churches together and Christians together over things that we can all agree on. And I found that ultimately all of those things either succeeded or failed, not based upon what a great idea it was but based upon the relationships of the people that were involved, right? And that's the problem with really pulling, like you talk about trying to pull the Tampa Bay area together. You know, the question is, do we have the relationships here among the pastors to support that? Is there a level of trust Right. right there? And so these are the things. So this is, again, I look at all pro pastors as crucial because until we get pastors Working together, no know, knowing each other, right? Then right. that relationship is going to be the foundation for reaching an area, pulling off an hey, event, and these kinds of things. If I can okay. interrupt for just a second,
3: one of the most difficult things for any leader, whether it's corporate America or church leaders, is to talk is to talk to people. I mean, right. a pastor doesn't have anybody in his church that he can confide in that his son is saying that he's a girl right he doesn't oh. have anybody in this I've church i've had two pastors
2: talk to me about that in my office because right. they feel
4: wow.
3: right but he can talk to another pastor mm. now i can tell you that you don't put there's some denominations i'm not going to call out denominations but there's some denominations that they won't talk to anybody in their own denomination because they're afraid of what's going to get up to the
2: top oh. and right down the other side most of them so corporate america is the same way you know yeah i could be president of i want a lot of catholic priests in my group because i know for sure if they talk about anything i can go to the top and get them fired right because they're not allowed to say nothing right Right. but but that's what (laughs) paul's laughing over there he thought it was funny that's what happens
3: and so when (laughs) you get when you get a when you get a group of pastors together you you want to try to get from different denominations from different races right yeah You know, I'm I'm meeting right now with I'm trying to form some new tables because we've had a lot of a lot of losses. I mean, we've had several major pastors that passed in the last year or two. Yes. And uh, so we're trying to reform some of the ones in Lakeland. Hmm. But I'm looking I'm looking for groups that work long term. So we're meeting with eight to nine pastors Hmm. at a high IHOP on Fridays. They let us use the back room. Wow. And the whole idea is to eventually break them up into a couple of groups that have, you know, four men at each one of those. Yeah.
5: And we are looking, since he brought this up, we're, we are looking for pastors who's, who hear this and go, we need this. Or if you're not a pastor and you, and you believe your pastor needs this to, to develop this kind of a relationship with other pastors, yeah. you know, we're looking at, at a ministry across the country, you know, throughout the world, uh for pastors some body in in a community to step up and say we need that and start a table and help start another table and help start another table because in the Tampa Bay area right now, if we had 100 champion tables going, that would be 400 pastors meeting in this area. And can you imagine what it would be like if we had the black, the white, the Hispanic, the Asian, the Caucasian Mm -hmm. all meeting and they're all from different denominations Mm -hmm. and they're meeting and having a relationship of trust. What would that do to the church in this community if your church knows their pastor? Is not meeting with a white pastor or a black pastor or a Hispanic? Right. And you're praying together and you're having a relationship and you're visiting each other and you're going out as couples. Right. And what does that say to that church and that community? Yeah. You know, when when it comes to doing an event as a community, you can do something. In fact, what happens is this, is that you you understand what the kingdom of God is all about it's not your kingdom as your church house right it is the kingdom of God bringing people into the kingdom when pastors get to a point where I don't care where they land in church right as long as they are in the church as long as they're saved what we say through the years is this if you bring somebody into the kingdom of God, there's a good chance they'll follow you to your flock. They'll follow you. Right. But, but don't let inviting someone to church take a priority over inviting them into the kingdom of God. Amen.
2: Amen. And you know, we're, we're sitting in a situation, you know, with the reason we started this podcast is because we are trying to get a message out, a very simple message. And of course, with the the COVID beast is now finally out and you guys can go ahead and download on that on Kindle, we'll have some more hard copies available come January. But our question is how do we get people, you know, like our, our main mantra being, you know, when you see these things happening, right. That we're supposed to stand up, how do we get this church? Well, you can see why, You know, all pro pastors is exactly how we do this. We have to do it through relationships and that relationships. How can we coordinate together to where we can stand up against what is coming at us as a church? And there has to be a unified standing that happens if we're going to if this is going to make. And again, this is something that Jesus command us to do. And yet we don't have the relationships developed to actually communicate this right mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. join hands and so this is how we do this this is why all pro pastors is so crucial
1: so I have two non sequiturs um one i was reading something today that said one bee doesn't do much right it, it doesn't really scare anyone but when there's a whole hive it scares even a bear will run away from Take it right and that's that's what we want to do we want to create to where it's enough to scare a bear right
2: Yes, the and hive. That's, that's the
1: that's the point. Let's do that, right? And we can. And and for anything that we're doing, if there's a tribe of us, what can't we stop? There's so many things that we need to get that tribe, find yes, our Lord. tribe, and support our tribe to stop a lot of this tyranny that's going on. And we can if we do this, if we join together and support each other. Amen. And so what? Yeah, we can definitely do that. I love that message.
2: What's your next um, sequitur?
1: My next non sequitur was, um, you know, because sometimes, I, the, especially because this is the supernatural junkies. Um, and you guys were talking about love and how love, well, love comes from Christ, right? That's right. And I was, I've been watching like these crazy shows on Discovery, um, The Hunt for How much do we pay ranch. for that again? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. And um, these people, whenever they have these really weird supernatural experiences, especially when they have, like, a ghost ruined my life. (laughs) Okay, that's a demon. That's not a ghost. But okay, people. But um, what the people will say, and they will have some horrific demonic experience, and they always say that it's a ghost. And whatever. Whatever but they will say the way that you you stave that off in the end if they're not christian the way that they found to stave it off is they're like i'll remind myself that i am loved and i won't feed it negative energy and I'll, and i'll as it's coming at me to do this i'll be like i am loved i am protected i am loved and it literally scares away and you're like do you not realize because you're saying you are loved love only comes from one place it comes from him Amen. up there guys that's why that thing leaves you alone because Amen. even that thing knows that love comes from Christ. What you're not acknowledging, that thing already knows and is already afraid of to leave you alone. So for anyone that's listening that believes in those things but doesn't believe in Christ, love doesn't come from anywhere but Christ.
2: And love doesn't work unless there's a relationship. That's why the closer we are to love and to each other and to pastors, you know, and if you don't have those people in your life, Um, as a person as not being a pastor i still need exactly what you're talking about here and you know you need to reach out for yourself to your family to your friends you need to reach out to your pastor but this is a time where we need to stand together and it's got to be love and it's got to be relationships that do that so so um i guess my next question was i know you've had so many highs in your in your ministry and this could be for either you guys but um, what are some of the highs you've had uh, in your ministry?
1: Well, I want to talk more about Tony and what, what he's doing because he has, I, I mean, I definitely want to know that for both of them as well, but I want to know more about what Tony's doing because we've, we've talked a little bit, Tony, you have something that you do. You have a show where you actually interview people.
3: Right. We have a show. It's called The Pastor's Table. And we invite any pastor that's listening to this to contact us
1: okay and we, we'll talk about we right. need to get that contact information so we can put it out here on the show if you want and and to I
2: think that sounds like a high
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, what we do there is we invite a pastor or a, a significant Christian leader to come on the show and we ask them to, to share with us their passion I'm a lazy interviewer wait are you looking at my that. next question I love that I'm a lazy interviewer so I ask them for their what is their passion you know and I give him about seven or eight minutes, a 30-minute show. Okay. And I let
2: him go. Wait, know, I thought you said it was only three minutes when I'm going to be on there. That's
1: all
3: you're going to be on.
2: Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's what that is. And
1: then he's going to catch you off.
2: <laughs> then, then we
3: go to what, what is their strategy, right? And we have breakfast before that, so we, we prime him a little bit. Yeah. But I'm not going to ask a whole lot of questions. I may, may answer some of their questions. Uh, But I try to stay away from their their six to eight minutes. We go into the strategy. And again, we do the same thing. We let them go. And then towards the end of the show, when there's about seven or eight minutes left, I'll ask them to give the people that are watching, the pastors and the leaders, and just the lost, some advice. So we do a PSA. Then I'll close close off the show and and thank everybody for being there. That's awesome. But it's their show. Uh Paul has done the show in the past. Uh he actually took over from me for a while and, and did it for about a year, year and a half until he got tired. <laughs> he, he looks like he's pretty awake right now. Yeah. And and that's so that's the way we do it. It's just it's it's the pastor's table. It's their table. It's a great idea.
1: Yeah, that is a great idea. So would you say that you know, because all the things that you guys are, are involved in is ministering and in supporting other people is that your passion for both of you this questions for both of you
3: yeah that is that is the passion that's the reason I get up every morning that's the reason I try to make a hundred contacts every day
1: and you do I mean really what is it like um, his LinkedIn is and he does this show on LinkedIn is that correct
3: no no I do this show at at Rima Broadcasting okay pastor HB Holmes does the filming and the editing does everything it you have a film the, crew? I am so jealous. I know, we're
1: very jealous. We're very... <laughs> very jealous. We're very rinky You're
3: going to be... You've got three minutes. Yeah. I'll have to shave that day. I, I can see Where can that they now.
1: find the show? How often do you do it?
3: We'll send it to you. It goes on... We do it every week. Okay. And it goes on Facebook. and it, right. And then HB has, has a unique cable... Okay. ...that goes... He can, he can send us a message to Brazil. And from Brazil to Africa... Okay. There's a cable under the ocean... And we're getting a million, million and a half hits in Africa.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, we definitely want to put... So, folks, we're going to have that link. We are going to put it um, on the show notes for this episode. We'll start adding it in the show notes for all the episodes, actually. We'll put it on the bottom there so people can find it. Good. Yeah, Yeah. we'll make sure that they can find you guys and they find this information.
2: So you do that one almost every week then? Every week,
3: You know, unless I don't have a guest. So you're really going to have... I'm looking for somebody for
1: 27 minutes now. (laughs)
4: Goodness, oh my goodness. <laughs> to
1: fill up the other 27 minutes because he's only got you for three
4: yeah so. i'm pretty sure he told me <laughs> different crowd. numbers I,
1: i'm crowd. just
2: trying to calculate this now <laughs> he kids me all the time right yeah that's only fair to get back
1: yeah no yeah. no you have yeah. to you have to hit back at him because he'll just keep going he will
2: <laughs> so paul tell me some of those highlights because i know over the years you've told me some and i'm like wow that's amazing so what somewhat, are some of the highlights you've seen god kind of work the most
5: well, we we have had so many. It really is. I would say the bottom line, really for me, is a highlight is when when I hear from a a pastor, right, an individual, an, an pastor. individual pastor that you know how the ministry changed his life, his marriage, his family. Right. The my wife would say when she hears from a pastor's wife. Yeah. That, wow, that I've got my husband back. You know, that's the real bottom line. I got my husband back. Mm. Yeah. and uh, so that's the highlight now, I know what you're looking for though, is that that uh,
2: I can fill them in for you if you s- need help. Paul.
5: Some of our highlights, I mean, when we we were honored in that we we got we have a national <laughs> director for India. Yes. And when we went to India, we had an official inauguration. Uh, for him as our national director, <clears throat> and uh, we had over 800 pastors wow for that, and and many of these pastor leaders represented what we would call denominations, where they would have. In India, it's not unusual to have 25,000 churches in your organization, and so after that official hmm. meeting, we had dinner with about 30 of these leaders and they all committed to becoming a part of all pro pastors, India, Nepal, and because we mm. formed a legal entity over there. And uh, and so we have over 100,000 pastors and churches in India wow. as a result of these pastors that said we need that. But here's the thing, they said when we were there said what's different about you is that you're asking what can we do to help you right what can we do and and you didn't just ask the question you took the time to listen to each one of us because we had every single one of that group afterwards 30-something pastors what do you need and we had somebody to write down take notes right you know what And, and they said no American has come and listened to us like you have, mm. yes. this is the body of Christ, where we need to go and listen yeah. and and to hear the the other part of the ministry that has been amazing. A couple of years ago, God put on our hearts to start a pastors' prayer center, and and it's at this point it is virtual. But uh, a year ago in November, we started doing a monthly e prayer. Right to all of the pastors and churches that we have in our data system. Uh, this past, was it last Friday, we sent out nearly 40,000 emails to pastors and churches and leaders throughout America, hmm. just in America now. Just in America. Just in America. And uh, and we get so many Thank you. We needed that prayer. We needed it. We just asked God to give us the right words of prayer because we pray intensely for our pastors, you know, so we can be dissatisfied with some of the things that we say. But my goodness, being a pastor is so challenging. It's so hard. You know, many of them want to give up, you know, and we're here to sustain them, to strengthen them, to, to not just challenge but to encourage them. Don't give up don't stop you know and in some cases we actually want to see them get saved right and because there are pastors out there that took the job because somebody needed to do it and it was just a job right yeah wow but they are studying god's word so we have seen pastors actually give their heart to jesus wow wow in america so we we take we take it not for granted, what your relationship is. Yeah. you know we yeah. have to be Jesus to everybody, even if that's the guy standing behind the podium speaking to hundreds of people. You know, yeah. we we reach out in, in love, yeah, to yeah. them, and and so pray for your pastors. And if somebody wants to be a part of our prayer network, just just email and say I'd like to be a part of that, mm-hmm. because. Because you'll be a part of that, and we'll pray for you as well.
2: Let me tell you something awesome. about these two gentlemen in my uh, our studio today. There's a lot of great leaders in this country, but you guys lead with servant leadership. And Jesus, you know, he had a very, very clear situation where he was leaving. He had the last few minutes, you know, his life here on earth, to tell them something, to get something across to them. And he washed their feet. Yes. Right. And you see, you know, and that's what I'm telling you, that that gentle spirit, that that, uh, every time I've met Paul Pickern. Yeah, you can see it on them. It's just, you know, and and Tony, you you know, the same thing that I have never felt any judgment, any condemnation. And uh, that's why I call them my friends. And that's why they're worthy and trustworthy. And um, it really tells you something about what all of our leaders, they're going to try and do something now. Right? Yeah. If we're yeah. going to do this, we have to come about it in this way. Yes. So, um, you know, and I say that as somebody that would struggle doing that and acting that way. And that's why when I bump into people that have this, you know, I wanted to be able to share that with the audience, that the servant leader, these are the people you need to get in and behind. Not the biggest, not the best, not from the your perspective, not the, the loudest, not the most polished but the people that wait, have I think some, they're pretty polished. I know they look good today, but I've seen them other days. But <laughs>
1: pretty oh. shiny, <laughs> we cleaned
2: up today. Yeah, they cleaned they look up today. Good. But you know what I'm saying? The, the flashy, you know, man with thousands and thousands of people in the church. Oh yeah. You know, I, yeah. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But when it comes to again, when all when they're gone, that congregation is gone, right? we're talking about something that doesn't disappear when people walk yeah. away it's Amen. always going to be oh when the cameras there. are off or when, when the, the cameras lights are off, off. Amen. yes yeah and this is the real part and that's what's so i'm so proud to be a part and and help and support these guys and and again that's what that's what's bringing people together is yeah. that servant leadership and i i felt it from both of yeah. these yeah and two i hope men. you guys
1: can feel it too yeah because yeah. um yeah, I think we've all, you know, if you've been at any church for any amount of time and you've bumped up against maybe those pastors that you don't get that from, that warm fuzzies from or you don't get that that I'm not judging you from and then you run into these two guys, it's a world of difference. Yeah. You feel it, and I hope you guys can feel it because that totally not like that at all. It's amazing so we haven't spoken about all pro pastors mission statement paul what is the mission statement
5: well the mission statement really is very simple it's to empower pastors to become personal role models to to their people their community their family it's not word for word but it's really to to become a role model a champion and the the vision is actually to bring the body of christ together as a unity. Yes. In every community throughout the whole world. Yeah. That's awesome. love so it.
2: What, what are some of the barriers that you run into as far as trying to get, you know, pastors together and, and get them to not just have a champion's table, but to work together and these kinds of ideas?
5: Well, one of the things is many pastors, they just don't like the idea of accountability. Right. They, they, they don't have I don't time. like
2: it either, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs>
5: they, they don't have time. Uh, it is... Uh, I don't need that. I right. don't need it at all. That's uh, just one more thing to do. Just one more meeting. Just one more meeting. They Oh, I know what that's all about. I'm already doing that. You know, it's you name the excuse. We you know, we we've, we've heard it and we understand it because they have never been involved in anything like this so they have nothing to compare it to mm. you know they can't imagine it because yeah. most of them are within their circle of friends who they would never trust right you know right. they would not you know the baptist the, the assemblies of god the church of god you know within their own core group they're not going to open up and, and so these you barriers, almost have to get them with so, the
2: a denomination that they're not in correct And and so
5: demonstrating that has been a real challenge, but praise God, we've got a lot of testimonies now where it's made a huge difference.
2: Yeah. You can see that at some point, you know, just the denomination alone is almost like a, like a high school, you know, where there's gossip and. You know, there's this pecking order and all of this kind of stuff, and people probably have never thought about that. You know, with respect to pastors, you know. Well,
5: and one thing is that we were told early on to not have events in churches, right? Because you can't—they won't come to that. And the and the Holy Spirit was real clear: have it in churches. How are, how are we going to bring them together if if you're we can't even get them to go to the other guy's church mm-hmm. so our very first pastor's luncheon we had was january 2009 at the first baptist church of temple terrace right mm-hmm. and and we had about half black pastors from small churches who are pentecostal mm-hmm. and the rest were from all the different other denominations and we were told obviously that the small pastor churches and small churches wouldn't meet with the large churches everything we were told was absolutely not true mm. Mm. you know god blessed the very first luncheon we started tables at the very first luncheon and it's you know the ministry has just been birthed from that
2: do i get to tell my uh, pentecostal joke it's your show boy they're all like Uh, looking at me like they're scared already yeah we're kind of so what's the difference between a black baptist church and a white pentecostal church what nothing nothing (laughs) 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 they know see how funny that was (laughs) oh that's great (laughs) awesome (laughs) moving on so tony i know you you know we're dealing with this all the time how to break down barriers tell us about this marriage retreat and in how it worked out for for bringing pastors together from different countries and you know from different cultures well all seven of these pastors were pastors that
3: are associated with all pro pastors but not necessarily in a table right okay and we're trying to get them at a table there so i invited them all Have you considered handcuffs i think that would probably work I've tried everything. I've tried baseball bats. <laughs> oh <my goodness>. <laughs> <laughs> but we went to Honduras with seven pastors from four different denominations, and they functioned together like a fine instrument. Yes. Perfectly. I mean, they, they took care of each other. They, they helped each other. They, they served with, with different pastors. It was phenomenal. Yeah. They've come back. They've actually set up a, a group on What's Up. And they're now communicating.
2: Wow. Well, do you build those relationships and then the communication happens and then the the relationship forms? And you can just see, folks, this is what we're missing. You know, Jesus had a group of disciples that he actually spent a lot of time with right they knew him intimately and that's what we're losing in our society we don't even know our neighbors you know so if i wanted to be a part of all pro pastors i see i'm a, a pastor of such and such denomination what are some of the things that you would say well we have some requirement what are your requirements for being a part of all pro pastors
5: well <clears throat> number one is that they have to believe that jesus is the only way the yes the life they also have to be breathing
2: it's true. They have to be breathing, uh, yes. right? Yes. You know, it just can be barely, but it's we'll take them.
5: Good have, enough. You know they have, they they need to believe that Bible is totally true, right? In, inerrant. You know that the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know those are the three basic things, and uh, you know there are other core values that we have as well. You know we don't have this written as of yet, but. Part of it is we're we're trying to make champions who are understand I'm a champion for the family. First off, I'm a champion for God. I'm a champion for the Bible, but we're also champion for life today. We need to be able. To, we're not going to back away from it. We're right. sa- the sanctity of life. We're champions yeah. there. We're th- we're uh, champions that God knew what He was doing when He created man and woman, and it was marriage is for men and woman. That's, That's right. Part of who we are. Yeah. God did not make a mistake when he made you a boy and a girl. Right. And and so we're championing these causes, and we're trying to help pastors actually be champions of what they say they believe because, frankly, so many are running scared, and they need to have a fear of God, not a fear of their congregations. God will take care of their congregation. God will take care of them. They need to honor God's word. And that is who we are as a ministry. We honor God's word. We stand on it and we trust him.
2: That's right. Sorry. It's a relationship we have with God, Yep. you know, and you foster that. So what would you say to just encourage pastors and encourage, you know, the people that be listening to this show? What would you say to encourage them?
5: Well, you're not alone. Right. You're not alone. Absolutely. You, you. We are a safe place for you to come to. You can contact us. But one of the things I would say is we have how to start champion tables right right in the website and do that. And by the way, we don't own that. God does. Right. So you can start your champion tables. We have female champion tables all over the world. Think about it in our other countries. Many pastors in other countries become about as who is the first Christian in the in the community. who Who is in, in the... In the uh, uh, the tribe, in the uh, uh, what is it? The, the little well, I get
2: lost at this point, yeah. and usually my yeah. wife tells me the word I'm looking yeah. for.
5: But it is it is you know in these in these little places in Africa and in the England, tribes, the yep. tribes, the, the one who I, we have pastors, the that village are now pastors it. that were became a Christian at ten years old, mm-hmm. and and won five hundred people in their. Community, wow, and became is today a, a leader in Kenya with wow. our ministry. Oh, wow. You know, praise God. Hmm. So, uh, I would say, be encouraged. But if you see and hear what we're saying today, join us. Uh, go on the website and let us know you're there. Also, we have a mobile app, All Pro ProPastors mobile app. You can mm-hmm. join that way as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask to be part of our of our prayer outreach. Right. We'll pray for you and stay in touch with you and, and help you. If you would like to be a leader in an area and right. believe this is something your community needs, get in touch with us because we need leaders to stand up and say, our town, our city, our community, we need strong pastors. Mm-hmm. We need love in our community. We need relationship. That's right. And all you
2: have to be willing to do is call a couple people you Probably haven't called called in a long time, Tony. What would you say to encourage pastors well, and our guests?
3: If you're in the Lakeland, Polk County area, we're having a meeting every Friday at seven thirty in the morning at IHOP. You can have great hat, uh, pancakes, and at the same time, meet with a large group of pastors. We have eight to twelve, mm. and we're we're training them
2: to build some of these small church, uh, right. small groups of champions tables. Well and I encourage all of our readers that they have Listeners. champions tables all over the world and Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow,
2: well, she got the org there. <laughs> yeah.
5: Dear. Right. So and, let me and we have resources.
2: And we'll come to yeah. them. Right. Yeah.
5: Have, they've already they've resources. even
2: gone to other countries, you know, and you can see as we start to to mobilize the world and try and stand up for the rights that we have that we're God given, right? And we can't Amen. allow anybody to take away from us. We need these relationships and we need to know that we're not alone. And this is the challenge that I'm gonna put out there to the to the churches, to the pastors, and that is this, you know, I have been in a lot of churches in my lifetime and I I wanna say, I personally have been through Henry Blackaby's book, you know, where it talks about experiencing God three, four times. And they every church I've ever been to, you know, has always had that. And, you know, they talk about how when you wanna experience God, you should join him. in what he's already doing. And of course, what that means is you should join this church and here's the things that we have that God seems to be doing. But that church never says to itself, what do we need to join? How about the church next door where God seems to be working there just as well, right? What about something that's going on around the world, right? Does your church, as you as a pastor, do you even know where God is working? have you joined him in what he's doing that's my challenge to you i know there's so many things out there but when you start to say wait a minute god is working around the world and our church okay our pastors can join other churches right because they know what god is working there amen you know and so that's what i would say the challenge for to all the readers and all the pastors around the world uh, I know you guys got another event coming up, yes. and uh, tell us about Renewal real quick.
5: Well, the Renewal, uh, many of you knew of the return that happened last year in Washington, D.C. Well, the same folks are putting mm-hmm. it on Kevin Jessup with Jonathan Kahn. Yes, will be I saw that. in Plant City, Florida at the Strawberry mm-hmm. Festival, uh, January the 8th from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m., Uh, I mean, David Barton, uh, America's historian. Uh, Ben Carson will be there, Michelle Bachman, Sidney Powell. I I mean, this is not a political event. It is a restoring the covenant back that the pilgrims had with God for this country. I mean, there there are so many people. Paul Blair with Liberty Pastors, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Guy Penrod will be singing. The Isaacs will be singing. I mean, it is a terrific day. I just named a few of the speakers. Some of you know Kent Christmas. I mean, uh, what about Michael and Dale? Michael and Dale's testimony is amazing. And he is going to be sharing. There's just so many come that day. And be a part of well, it. What was the date for that again? That is January the eighth. It is a Saturday yep. from nine a.m. to five p.m. The doors will actually open. And that's open in Plant at 8 City, 8 where I went to
2: high school, right? Yeah, it's yes, famous for you being there. That's, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's what I thought. Oh my gosh!
5: The Strawberry Festival. Yeah. Many people know the yes, Strawberry at Festival at the amphitheater. Yep. At the amphitheater. Get there early, and uh, it is twenty-five dollars for the all day. It's all $25. Also, they
1: will have a simulcast online, so don't worry if you can't be here in person. They will have uh, stuff going on online. You don't want to miss it. Jonathan Khan, right? Guy Penrod, the Isaacs, oh, yeah. Sidney Powell. There's just going to be some amazing things going on that day. So definitely look forward to that.
4: Amen. It's called the Renewal. Amen.
1: Yeah, look at look into it. We'll have that information posted um, on our information for this
5: episode as well. It's the Renewal. 2022.org. Great, go.
4: great.
2: You got the dot org in there. That's where really we <laughs> Paul, why don't you go ahead and say a prayer for us? And remember, we have so many guests around the world, Amen. and so many. We're so blessed to be here in America, and I know that so many parts of the world are hurting, and and these are the little lifelines that they're getting to hear people still believe, still people are getting together, and that and that they're not alone.
5: That's right. Yeah. Father God, we just come today in Jesus. Your wonderful name, dear God. Lord, we know today there are many people that are hurting and we know, dear God, that You love them, that You care for them and that You want to be their God, that You want to be their Savior, that You want to to take every hurt off of them and wipe every tear. All they have to do, Jesus, is surrender to You, to accept You and to love You. And dear God, those that are serving you today are under hardship in many places. And I pray right now, dear God, that you strengthen them, that you lift them up, that you empower them. Holy Spirit, I pray, dear God, that these that know you will start walking in your power in such a way that when they pray that things happen, dear God, that those that are sick around them, dear God, will be healed, dear God. Those that have a broken heart, will be will Sorry. be strengthened Amen. dear god i pray for the homes that are broken to be mended yes, dear god yes. lord i pray, pray for, for those that are that are hungry to be fed And Lord, I pray, dear God, that the orphans, dear God, that you will wrap your arms around. And Lord, I pray that parents will step up and they will have new homes, dear God. Lord, I pray for our friends around the world, dear God, that love you. I pray they will know that we love and care about them, but more so that your love is unconditional, that no matter where they are, where they've been, or what has happened in the past dear god that you love them no matter what thank you jesus for that great love for we pray it today in your precious name
2: Amen. amen well thank god all pro pastors is an organization of prayer and you can feel it and you can hear it
1: yes and we just want to thank you all for listening and everyone throughout the world wherever you're listening we are praying for you you are in our thoughts and prayers and want to let you know that Kevin's book, The Covid Beast, it is now available on Kindle. You can go and download that now. Also the Audible... It's only
2: four ninety nine. Oh, amazing. So amazing. Is it, price. I thought
1: it was five ninety nine, was it? Four ninety nine. So it's a deal. It's a it's deal, like- guys. Don't miss out. Anyway, we'll we'll have a link to all that. We'll have a link to allpropastors.org as well. You definitely want to check that out as well as the renewal.org and Tony's show you guys don't want to miss any of that information we'll have all of that available to you Uh, in the meantime to get Kevin's book sign up for our newsletter at supernaturaljunkies.com you'll get a welcome email if you sign up for that email You'll be the first to get notified of anything going on, as well as if you want to book Kevin and hear him talk live and in person and never shut up, you can do that. We
2: did have a, somebody <laughs> else read the book. Anyway. So you won't actually we thank have to you guys hear for me listening. Anymore. We
1: appreciate you. Thank you. Have a blessed week.
3: God
0: Hablamos bless españoles. God bless you. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And I'd like you to prayerfully consider joining me in praying supporting and if possible attending the renewal 2022. It's going to be a historic day in America's future on Saturday, the 8th of January from 9am until 5pm Eastern Time in Plant City, Florida at the Strawberry Festival 10,000 seat amphitheater. I'll be joined together with the Guardian of Justice, Sidney Powell, the Honorable Louis Gomer, Dr. Ben Carson, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, Pastors Carter Conlon, Paul Blair, and Kent Christmas, and the Honorable Michelle Bachman, musical artist Guy Penrod, the Isaacs, my good friends Paul Lavelle and Kevin Jessup, and many, many more. God made a covenant with Israel, and America made a covenant with God. The Pilgrims dedicated America to God for the advancements of the Christian faith in the Mayflower Compact. But America has broken this covenant. The Renewal 2022 is the spiritual solution to a nation in crisis. This battle must be won in the spiritual realm led by God join me in taking a bold step of faith to reestablish America's covenant with God and restore our foundational principles, values based on God's word. Learn more at the renewal 2022org Thank you and God bless.
1: We really appreciate all you loyal subscribers and listeners. It means the world to us that you take time to listen or are interested in anything that we have to say. We feel incredibly blessed. And if you know somebody that might like this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would share this with them. Also, if you have time to write us a review, that would mean a lot as well because I know it's a pain in the butt, we keep harping about it, but those algorithms really help bump us up and help others find us that might be looking for this information or a podcast to listen to. So if you could do that, so thankful for that. Also, our website, supernaturaljunkies.com. Sign up for our email newsletter there. Any of the studies that we mention, we will put in a newsletter and you'll get links to that. Also, Kevin's book, The COVID Beast, is available for purchase on Kindle right now. And we have that information available on our website, supernaturaljunkies.com. His audible version, as well as the paperback version, should be out anytime now. You don't wanna miss out. And by signing up for that email newsletter, you will be the first to know because there are limited supplies. Thank you guys so much. We will have some Supernatural Junkies gear coming out soon because you guys have expressed an interest in that. We'll have some stickers as well as some T-shirts with our logo on there, the cartoon logos, and as well as hoodies, that kind of thing. If you want more information on that, you'll have to sign up for that email newsletter, supernaturaljunkies.com. Thank you guys so much. Have a blessed week.